0: It's the Healthy Woman Show on WJR with Marie Osborne and Dr. Jonathan Zaden presented by Women's Excellence. Now here's your host, Marie Osborne.
1: Welcome into another edition of the Healthy Woman Show. I'm Marie Osborne along with Dr. Jonathan Zayden of Women's Excellence. Dr. Zayden, today we will not only be talking about women's health and excellence, but also go beyond that and how women's excellence is enhancing all parts of a woman's life, not just her health.
2: Well, you know, women's excellence is is all-encompassing. So, you know, we take care of uh, just about everything from midwifery, right, for our standard standard routine pregnancies. We do high-risk OB. And then we do all the gynecologic services that we talk about all the time. But one of the things that we've realized is that women really want to enhance their lifestyle. They want to enhance their, their look, they want to enhance the way they feel. And sometimes they just want to enhance their function. And that's what this new company is all about. Things like, you know, doing allergy testing for our, for the women who want it, that they can get it under the same roof as, the, as they're used to in the women's excellence kind of venue. And then also other things, uh, you know, increasing their sexual desire, uh, increasing their sex life, how they experience it. And then also um, looking at all the different uh, types of ailments that people have, such as headaches and so on and so forth that can affect their life and how we can help them enhance their life by getting those areas treated or at least optimized.
1: We're ready to get started and hopefully you'll stay with us as the Healthy Woman Show continues here on WJR. back with the Healthy Woman Show here on WJR, along with Dr. Jonathan Zayden of Women's Excellence. Dr. Zayden, when you think of women's health, of course, we always think about pap smears, the annual exams, pelvic pain, mammograms, all of that sort of thing. But at Women's Excellence, you try to go beyond that and try to focus on the whole woman. And I like to think of it like maybe her entire well-being. And I know that you're really going to be spending a lot of time on things like that and how to really improve my entire life, not just my medical problems that I might come to you for.
2: Well, the truth is, right? I mean, we want to take care of all the medical side, but people want to feel better and live better. And we've talked about that so many times in, in our shows where it's really about their quality of life. And part of their quality of life is how they present themselves, how they feel about some of the function that they do, whether it's, you know, physical activities, um, whether it's their sexual activity, you know, as a gynecologist, I have to be concerned about that. And, and you know, all of those you know, things many times don't come across in the annual exam, in your gynecologic annual exam. I mean, we're taking care of the core screening, but there's but some of these things really, you know, really help people function. For example, if they have debilitating headaches, for example, we can help them with those things by, you know, giving them different therapies and and things to try. We can enhance their nutrition, their lifestyle, and, and maybe get them to lose weight where they might feel a little bit better. We can also do some of the aesthetics and we have, um, you know, one of our our leaders in doing that in our practice, Susanna Marcoux is going to come on later and talk about, you know, some of the things that she can do for, um, you know, making somebody feel a little bit better about the way they look. So there's just a lot of things I think that we don't always cover in an annual exam that we needed to really enhance. And that's how the name began.
1: And when you're talking about this, these enhanced services and enhanced, uh, you're even talking about things like aesthetics. You're talking about Botox and fillers. I mean, could I come to the practice for a peel if I needed that?
2: You absolutely could. You know, we we had uh, about a year ago or so we opened up Urban Aesthetics, again founded by Susanna Marcoux. and and she did a really really great job bringing some of these services to people's homes but there are other services that, you know, aren't necessarily best done in the home. And there are people that really wanna come to the office. And, you know, that was a a good kind of segue into what we were doing. This was always pretty much planned in advance to to have a physical location, but, you know, urban aesthetics was the beginning of that. And that's gonna be, you know, something that I think people will use, you know, concomitantly. the office environment for certain things, and maybe the home environment for other things. Especially as as patients build trust in, in the scenario we have, ultimately people will want convenience as well.
1: And when you're talking about building the trust of the patient, because you have to have trust of the patient for them to say to you, gosh, Dr. zaden, I've got a terrible acne problem. So I need to have some help with that. Would they naturally broach that topic with you? How are you going to encourage your patients to bring things like that up?
2: Well, I think that, you know, I mean, women's excellence is first and foremost, a medical a medical company. And it is the number one focus for us to provide the best comprehensive women's care. We believe this is part of that care because, you know, you know, for example, when you look at acne, acne affects the way people's moods are because they lose self-confidence when they have acne, you know, and, you know, I'm apologizing in advance for anyone out there who has acne, but I think that they would definitely understand that, you know, putting your best face forward is what people want to do. And, and, you know, so from that perspective, We'll have subtle marketing stuff within our, our office. We'll have you know small cues that we do do these services, and then we'll also release you know some you know press releases and and some other items maybe direct uh, to the patient, explain that we have these services. But in no way, shape, or form do we ever want to turn into a what we call a cosmetic company, and that's exactly why we've opened our own separate storefront. If you choose to want to use these services. Feel free to do them, knowing that we're—it's kind of under our our, our guidance there's there's medical, you know, backing behind this this uh, area, but don't feel like when you walk into Women's Excellence that you have to get these services. We know that there's places like that and quite frankly, I, you know, I I personally wouldn't want to uh, you know, be confronted with that every time I walked into my gynecology office. If I went there for an obstetrical or a gynecologic concern, I want to make sure that they're focused first and foremost on the concern I went there for. If this is an adjunct for those patients that want that, it's you know feel free to have that
1: very good point dr Zayden. thank you for bringing that up that uh those obstetric and gynecological services are always going to be number one at women's excellence when we come back we have a special guest susanna marcu the nurse practitioner at women's excellence she's the expert in this area and she's going to talk all about how your life can be made better and really your well-being stay with us here on the healthy woman show We're back on the Healthy Woman Show here on WJR with Dr. Jonathan Zayden. I'm Marie Osborne and we have a special guest for this segment, Susanna Marcoux, a nurse practitioner at Women's Excellence. Susanna has been with us before on the program. She's so great at articulating a lot of the specialty services at Women's Excellence. Welcome back Susanna, we're so glad to see you.
3: I'm very happy to be back. I love talking to
1: you guys. So Dr. Zayden and uh, Susanna, why don't the two of you discuss a little bit the mission behind Enhance and the importance of the new office for women in our community?
2: I mean, our main mission, not to to read it in in its entirety, but our main mission was to, you know, take care of uh, specialty services that, uh, you know, we don't typically see in an OBGYN setting and, and encompass care for the whole woman. That, you know, gives them confidence and makes them feel better to enhance their life. And that, that was it. And that could, you know, encompass the aesthetic side, the weight loss side, maybe the sexual side, you know, some things that we just don't, you know, really address as well as we should in a medical office because of time. Right. I mean, you could get the same type of care in a medical office, but it's typically not done as well because you need a place, a physical location, too, that you can focus on doing just those things where you're not, you know, somewhat distracted by all the, the medical side. And I said it earlier in the in our previous segment in that, you know, the the mission of women's excellence, first and foremost, was to take care of people from their gynecologic and obstetrical needs and we want to focus on that at women's excellence so when you come there you know you're getting the the best medical care you can get when you come to you know women's excellence enhanced we also bring that same mindset we want people to come and get the best care they can but with a different focus with different services. And that's where Susie comes in trying to help us with these things. And she's been doing a lot of these things for quite some time. And now we're allowing her to have a little bit more dedicated time and and even a little bit more focus on doing them.
3: Absolutely, I agree with Dr. Zaden a hundred percent on that. So when we thought of women's excellence as a whole and combining it essentially with urban aesthetics, you know, we found that when you actually listen to your patients and you you hear the things that are coming out of their mouth and the things that they want or need, um, not all of that can be addressed at the annual exam. Not all of that can be addressed in an office that is primarily geared towards just general GYN. That's where this enhanced building, you know, it's longer one-on-one time with the the provider. It's discussing things that maybe not all providers are well-versed in, sexual health, aesthetics, stress incontinence, orgasmic dysfunction, hyposexual disorder, all these things that really do take a little bit more time and a little bit more specialty. So not only is it important to get the right building and the right rooms, but also to be in front of the right provider.
1: And who's going to be providing the services, Susanna? I mean, obviously you will. And who who, who makes up your team? So when we're looking at the team, you know, Dr.
3: Zayden and I have spent a lot of time outside of the office spearheading these services. So the patient will primarily be seeing Dr. Zayden and I. Um, We will be uh, in the Royal Oak location, the new enhanced storefront which will be facing Woodward, beautiful building. Um, And the reason why we're kind of tailoring it to a certain provider is because we want consistent care. We want consistent education. We want continuity of care. You know, the moment that we assess the patient, you know, all the way to the end of the care plan, um, that's where patients get their best results. Because this is not just a 15 minute, you know, annual exam where we say, yes, you're up to date on your mammogram. Yes, you're up to date on your bone density. But this is talking about someone's sex life. You know, how is your libido? Libido's is multifactorial. We need to sit here and talk about what medications are they on? Do we need to reduce or augment some of those medications? Do we need to put you on something different? That, and then libido can turn into a conversation on, you know, how do you view yourself? You know, do you need or want something for weight loss? that's another uh, conversation. And then it can lead into aesthetics uh, and it kind of goes on and on from there. So um, we've really tailored and spent a lot of time in prepping this.
2: The idea here, the idea Uh here, Marie, and I I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I I just, I'd like to kind of add to what Susie said in that, you know, there's so many people that want these types of services, but quite frankly, maybe they just don't feel comfortable walking into a spa where people are going into the plastic surgeon and there's all of these types of activities going on they really want to go into a place that they can trust and get the services they want by by you know reputable medical providers and people have been asking me in the office about these things for years you know do i do them i mean you know i get i get the strangest requests. Like people want me to take out their appendix because I, you know, I did a good job with their other surgical stuff and they want me to take out their appendix. I have to explain to them, I just don't do that. And for years I've said, you know, listen, I, women's excellence, we do things excellent. And I didn't believe that we had the ability in the office locations that we had with the, with the personnel that we had to do these types of, of procedures that we're talking about now And enhance their excellent. Meaning that if we're not going to do it excellent, I didn't want to do it. I believe that we now have come to that level where both Susanna and myself and then extenders that we add to, will all be trained to do this excellent. And that's when we decided to open Enhance. We said, you know what? People are asking for this. They want this. But if we do it, we have to do it right. We can't just open it up in an exam room in, in one of our locations and try to funnel people into it. Sure, would we get business doing that? Absolutely. But that wasn't the business that we wanted. We want to be excellent. If we're going to provide it, we want to do it the best we can.
1: And Susanna, can you just very quickly go over some of the things I know you're going to do, uh, skin rejuvenation, amcella, headache management, uh, hair loss, laser, vaginal rejuvenation. Just maybe touch on two or three of those that you know are really important to people.
3: Absolutely. So I have to narrow it to two to three, huh? Yeah. So, well, <laughs> we'll give you more time. Well, okay. So when we're looking at weight loss, you know, we, uh, it was actually probably about six months ago, we spent some time revamping the weight loss program, really looking at new medications. So when patients do come in for a, a visit, we do a thorough evaluation, check their vitals, get really a look at what their lifestyle looks like. And then combined, dietary changes with different type of prescription grade medications that can help with weight loss, see great success with this program. When we're thinking of the MCELA chair, you know, the Emcella chair is a newer addition as well. We do have one in Lake Orion. We are going to get one as, as, as far as I know in the Royal Oak location. Um, That is great for two indications. One is stress incontinence. So, you know, when women Uh, have weakened pelvic floor, um, if they have, uh, believe it or not, a uh, reduced orgasmic function, so it is FDA approved um, for stress incontinence, and it it is getting FDA approved for orgasmic dysfunction, um, you know, it's the equivalent of doing 12,000 Kegels in 27 minutes. Um, Fabulous machine. Um, We'll be utilizing that quite a bit. We have done PRP. Uh, PRP is plasma-rich proteins. And having access to this technology is huge in that we can treat a myriad of, of symptoms. Um, patients with vaginal atrophy, so vaginal dryness. Patients with lichen sclerosis, which is um, a skin condition on the vulva. Patients who, um, from the aesthetic standpoint, who are starting to lose their hair. And you know they want um, a PRP on the scalp combined with other hair uh, restoring medications. Um, That's huge. You know, uh, PRP has regenerative qualities that we can utilize um, in quite a few different ways. So I actually enjoy those procedures quite a bit. Um, Again, Botox, Botox, not only do we use it for cosmetic purposes, right? Uh, Maybe get rid of that fine line here and that fine line there, but we use it and I've used it multiple times for um, migraine management. So There is a uh, a standpoint that muscle tension, you know, along the scalp can induce migraines. You know, this patient, there's a series of punctures. Um, We inject typically four units of Botox in each site um, around the scalp. And I mean, I've seen wonders. Patients stating that they had migraines, you know, two, three times a week are now having a migraine once a month. You know, they've had Uh, a great quality of life moving forward um you know that's fabulous and botox too i've used it for hyperhidrosis you know it's a fancy word for excessive sweating um you know the way botox works i always tell my patients you know it blocks acetylcholine you know from reaching that receptor so not only does it reduce muscle activity but it reduces sweat gland activity and, you know, there's really multiple usages here for a lot of the things we offer. Um, menopause.
2: I'm, I'm going to be scared, though, a little bit, Susie, with the puncture thing. So tell me, that's like the most tiny needle that we're using. Oh, ever.
3: yeah. No, that's a 30-gauge, half-inch needle. And I put topical lidocaine <laughs> on. I, You know, I even make patients close their eyes because I just don't want them to see me coming at them. With right. that, you know. So, uh, but no, it probably did you hear
2: like that Marie? She said puncture. I'm like, I don't know about this puncture thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a little poke. I'll say that it's a little poke.
2: I've had it myself. I can assure everybody it's pretty simple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The overall view that I'm getting here, the impression that I'm getting from both of you then is that in the comfort of these offices, you're going to take care of a lot of these issues that people may have. I'm sorry, hair loss has got to have a great impact on a woman's self-esteem. I mean, I know guys can deal with it a little better because it's, I don't know, I think it happens more to men, but for a woman, that can be a terribly uh, debilitating thing.
3: Oh, absolutely! I mean, you know how many times you know do we hear stories? Oh, my husband started to lose his hair, and he we just told him to shave it, and he looks better with it. We sh- you know with it shaved. Women don't necessarily do that that often, or want to do <laughs> I
1: that. Now. Do that, right?
3: Um. So it's focusing more on the regeneration of that hair follicle, so that patient has a uh, darker, thicker follicle. But one of the things I really want to hit on before my time's up is uh, menopause. Um, you know, we have a great uh, nurse practitioner, uh, Shannon Brazel in uh, Lake Orion that does menopause. We're bringing it to Royal Oak. Um, I also am certified in menopause management. And I think women don't talk about it enough. So I do want to spend time on that and let patients know Royal Oak, women's excellence enhanced menopause is a fabulous topic to talk about and really can really change a lot of women's life.
1: Susanna Marcoux, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. We have so much more to talk to you about, and hopefully you'll not be a stranger on the show and you'll be able to come back, but we look forward to hearing more about Enhance and all the great services that you provide there. Thank you so much for joining us today. And Dr. Dr. Zayden, don't go away because when we come back, I know it's your favorite part of the show, Ask the Doc. I cannot wait. (laughs) We'll return in just a moment here on the Healthy Woman Show. Thank mm-hmm. you. And we're back on the Healthy Woman Show here on WJR. As always, Dr. Jonathan Zayden, alongside from Women's Excellence, and also joining us from Women's Excellence is the patient coordinator, Jessica Rousset. We're glad you could join us, Jessica. I know this is uh, your favorite segment because you can reach down deep into the mailbag and get out a lot of questions from your patients that they've uh, submitted to you.
0: Yeah, sometimes I try to coordinate the questions so they're all on the same topic, but that is not today. Today they're all over the place. So be prepared for that, Doctor Zayden. But I'll just jump right in.
2: Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing my non-wrinkled forehead right now, <laughs> and I am I'm going to use all of my training to come up with these answers. I can feel it.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I'll I'll start off maybe kind of easy. We'll see. All right, this patient want, or this uh, uh, viewer wants to know, sometimes I know something is off down there. I feel dry and itchy and uncomfortable, but yeast infection medication doesn't work. What does this mean and what can I do about
2: it? Well, there's a couple of things. I'm glad that you asked this question because first of all, everybody always thinks that anything in the vagina that's you know, irritating is yeast. That's their first and foremost and then people have kind of keyed into the fact that it's not always yeast, and it might be something called bacterial vaginosis. The truth of the matter is there's about 30 or so bacteria that can cause things um, that will cause a vaginal discharge, itching, burning, you know, a raw sensation, um, dryness, and so forth. So we have more specialized cultures and we're actually uh, developing a recurrent vaginitis program again at Women's Excellence, utilizing the latest what we call polymerase chain reaction technology in order to culture people who have these disease processes um, that don't get cleared up with standard medications. The other thing is, is the tissue itself can be abnormal. So, you know, you might think it's a yeast infection and that you're always irritated, but it, it can be the tissue and it's not yeast at all. It's actually a tissue abnormality. Things like lichen sclerosis, for example, that can be, by, by the way, treated with something called PRP or just a topical steroid. We talked about PRP earlier as it having regeneration, regenerating type factors within it. And it can also help with lichen sclerosis. Um, and then there's other skin conditions, even sometimes people have come where they thought they had a yeast infection and clearly they had precancers of the vulva. They just thought it was a constant itch and they didn't know it. And most people aren't looking down you know, in that area by themselves all the time. So they don't oftentimes see things that might even be obvious to the naked eye. So you should definitely check if you, you, you know, are starting to have a persistent problem to look and see if there's something there. So I guess the hallmarks in summary would be number one, Come to your gynecologist. Make sure that they're evaluating you not only from a, a perspective of, of uh, enhanced identification of an infection, but also from the tissue, the way the tissue is in its appearance, and whether it needs a biopsy or not. And then all, and then all. Finally, if you're menopausal, always consider vaginal estrogen to help you if you're a candidate for that. Okay.
0: this one I thought was interesting because I. I I could see where this patient was coming from, how they were thinking. But she wants to know, can I just get a hysterectomy to avoid going through menopause?
2: Well, the truth of the matter is, um, hysterectomy would cause menopause. So oh, okay. l- let me help you with the let me help all of our listeners with the definition of menopause. Menopause is the cessation of menses for greater than 12 months with no other definable etiology such as pregnancy for example i mean people aren't having periods when they're pregnant you know people aren't having periods necessarily when they're having uh, you know when they're diabetic or they have hypothyroidism things like that those are definable etiologies but once you haven't had a menses for greater than 12 months that was the actual definition Now, that definition was before we had all the testing that we have today. Now we have so many different modalities of testings with simple blood tests that give us every level of almost every hormone that you produce, and also some of the key strategic levels that tell us whether you're menopausal or not. So, you know, now with that education, a hysterectomy would accelerate menopause if you actually took out the ovaries with the uterus. In many cases, that's done. If you didn't take out the ovaries with a hysterectomy, you would not become menopausal in most cases. You would still produce uh, estrogen. So the question, um, I, I think, just is, uh, you know, really needed clarif- clarification of what menopause is and whether or not a hysterectomy would do it. And in summary, um, if you leave your ovaries in place and you have a hysterectomy, you will not be menopausal. And if you have a hysterectomy you remove your ovaries, you will accelerate the process of menopause. And menopause itself is a state of being, you go from a phase where you're what we call pre pubark, where you aren't producing estrogen, then you go through puberty. And then you go through a premenopausal stage all the way from the time that you're probably 13, all the way up until your menopausal, Somewhere along the way, we call that, and there's no definable time, but when you start to have your hormones change a little bit at the end part of your reproductive cycle, we call that the perimenopause, and then you enter menopause. But what happens is when you enter menopause, you stop producing estrogen. And that's what we can test for on clinical uh, items, and that's usually when periods stop for greater than 12 months.
0: So even if she had a hysterectomy and got her ovaries removed, she could still be susceptible to some of the symptoms.
2: She would, she would absolutely be susceptible to all the symptoms of menopause, whether or not she had a hysterectomy or not, if the ovaries are removed.
0: Interesting. Okay, well, let's stay on the topic of the menstrual cycle then. This is a good one. And I think we've touched on this a little bit before, but I just think this can benefit a lot of women and women with kids, especially in the teenage years. Um, I know that my menstrual cycle is not normal. It never has been. Every time I try mentioning the pain I am having and how much I'm bleeding, my doctor tells me it's normal. How do I convince my doctor that there is a problem? And I hate that word convince. And I know you're going to hate it, too, because you shouldn't have to convince your doctor. You should be able to tell them you have a problem.
2: Well, it sounds like, you know, I I brought it up earlier, Marie commented on it, and it's all about trust, right? So if your physician trusts you and you trust your physician, that's a mutually beneficial relationship. If that trust is not there, it's no longer mutually beneficial. So if you have to convince your doctor of problems that you're having that are outside what you consider normal for yourself, uh, you know, I think that those problems should be evaluated. There's no need for convincing. But that aside, let's talk a little bit about people that have pain and, you know, irregular bleeding, because we talk about that all the time with uh, Endometriosis Treatment Center of America that we talked about last month and, and opened up just a few days ago. I mean, these are things, you know, that we talk about. But, you know, if you're having discomfort, pain is an ultimate response to something that is most likely inflammatory or abnormal or causing pressure. And so, those are the receptors that typically cause us pain. And I'm sure there'll be some pain doctors that'll want to call in and maybe give me a, a better definition. So I'll apologize in advance if I haven't covered all of them. But those are the main the main factors. And that's why we give non-steroidal anti-inflammatory agents to alleviate inflammation, which will get rid of and and decrease pain. And that's why we, you know, if we have a pimple and we pop it and we take that pressure off, the pain of that pimple goes away right away. And and if you're having pain in the pelvis, there's probably a reason for it. And and the and you need to address that. And, you know, there's some precursory, non-invasive tests that we can use. There's some minimally invasive tests that we can use. But in any way, shape, or form, you should be evaluated. I mean, there are so many conditions that I run across every day, especially as a surgeon. You know, I'm obviously I dabble in, in doing the aesthetic stuff now, and we do a lot of different things. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, my core, you know, treatments are surgical. And when I see people, they come in, sometimes they've had pain for, you know, two years, and you find out that they have, uh, you know, nine centimeter, you know, fallopian tube cyst that's twisting on itself. You know, they have a fibroid. I just recently took out a, a large uterine fibroid for somebody that, you know, was being seen for routine exams for the past five years. And she told me that for every year, she felt like her abdomen's been getting bigger. And this year, she actually felt something and actually talked to her physician about it. And the physician said he thought that was just gas. It turned out that she had a 13-centimeter tumor in the middle of her uterus. So, I mean, you know, obviously, if you're having pain and discomfort, you at least deserve some imaging. You at least deserve maybe some laboratory testing, if that is indicated. Or you deserve, you know, a, a thorough physical exam, and, and maybe even a, a, a minimally invasive surgical evaluation to determine if you have endometriosis or scar tissue from a previous surgical procedure, such as a tubal ligation, a cesarean section, you know, hysterectomy that you may have had in the past. Any of these procedures could cause adhesions or scar tissue that could cause pain. Any Anybody that has absolutely no imaging findings, no laboratory abnormalities could have, um, you know, endometriosis. So those are the things that people need to be evaluated for. And quite frankly, you should never have to convince your doctor to do that. If you're having pain, you should seek out the cause for pain. If you can't find a cause for pain, that's when I think pain is really difficult. If you can't find the cause, you're always wondering, am I missing something? And as a doctor, we should be more worried about what we're going to miss. Because ultimately, we're responsible for the health of our patients. We want to be responsible for the health of our patients. And sometimes there are just things that are so subtle and they encompass so many different diagnoses that it takes time for that diagnosis to actually be discovered. But as a whole, we should at least be searching for it.
0: All right. So um, the next couple months, we have you know uh, ovarian cancer awareness and breast cancer awareness, which I'm sure we're gonna be talking about a lot. So I wanted to touch on the ovarian cancer one, and we had a great question that came in. And it was, I heard that ovarian cancer is known as the silent killer, which it is. You know, we've talked about that before. And this freaks me out. How can I be sure that my doctor catches ovarian cancer early if I should get it?
2: Well, the problem with ovarian cancer is exactly what you just said. You know, it is a silent killer. And most of the time, unfortunately, when we detect ovarian cancer, we detect it too late. Um, it's in an advanced stage. And and when you're in an advanced stage, you know, the survival rates are much less. That doesn't mean that we're never successful in treating ovarian cancer. And I don't want anyone to think that because I'm sure there's listeners on the show right now that have known somebody who had ovarian cancer or borderline ovarian cancer that are doing fine right now. But the truth of the matter is it's it's a devastating disease. It's one that I fear for people that I know close and for even for my patients most. It's always the most scary thing when you see a patient and they have you know a, uh, some sort of mass and you suspect that mass as being an abnormality and you you know you have to talk with those patients. But there are some things that you can do that I think are, are very important. and it, it stemmed from the previous question, and I'm going to parlay my answer. If somebody comes in with any symptoms, they deserve to be evaluated. Start with that. Number two, if they do have an ovarian cyst, The cyst should be evaluated until we have a a certain degree of statistical significance that we can believe that that cyst is not a cancer. We can't always tell. But what we should be doing is at least following those cysts, at least the ones that are greater than three centimeters, to make sure they're not growing and they're not persistent, especially in the postmenopausal female and even in the premenopausal female. So it's very important that I think that we're diligent in follow-up, and then we use some of the newer standard newer standard testing that we have, such as Oval-1, and, you know, special blood tests that we can do to help us make that diagnosis. It's a very devastating diagnosis. It deserves to have attention. If you have any symptoms, you should definitely be evaluated. The faster you find it, the better we do in treating.
1: Listen to your body and uh, and and talk with your doctor. And if you don't get the right answer, find a new doctor. Sounds like uh, Jessica. Thank you so much for that great mailbag this week. We really appreciate all that you contribute. Thank and those you. Are great questions for Doctor Zayden. We have more to come here on the Healthy Woman Show. Stay with us. Today on the Healthy Woman Show, we want to do a little bit of housekeeping with Dr. Jonathan Zayden of Women's Excellence. Uh, Dr. Zayden, we had so much great information today uh, on the enhanced uh, part of your practice that you're going to be getting for your patients who can have so much more than just the annual exams and mammograms and so on. Now you're going to go beyond that. So let's do a little bit of info here for our listeners uh, where is the Enhanced Office? How can people get uh, an appointment there? What do they need to do?
2: I think Susie touched on this a little bit, but the enhance Office is in Royal Oak. It's at 32686 Woodward. It's right off the road. You'll be able to visualize it. Um, the, uh, the building is has a, a set of dark uh, smoke glass windows with uh, a stainless steel facade. And um, the entrance is right off of Woodward. So you can park right there, walk right in. Very, very, very convenient. It's a relatively small office. We only have uh, really three treatment rooms in total, two that we use mostly and one for uh, larger scale treatments. And, uh, and it's, it's very personal. You'll really uh, like it when you go there. Um, the nice thing about Enhance is it's uh, it's a real doctor's office, meaning that we we have the ability to, you know, really take care of some of the medical things and order labs and testing that we would do that we would want to have if we're, you know, you know, doing menopausal management or we want to check your blood count, for example, before we're, um, you know, doing things for hair loss or we want to look at your hormone levels or we want to look at, you know, even uh, even overall your platelet count and things if we're going to do things such as platelet-rich platelet plasma. So it's a true doctor's office, which gives us the opportunities to do some of our visits virtually, meaning that, you know, even in the enhanced location, you can do some virtual care. So if you just want to make an appointment with us and call us and talk to us about the services that we offer, we should be you know fully open. The build out is almost complete. And I would expect that we'll be fully in business by uh, September 1st. So, you know, I think this is a a great time that the week after uh, Labor Day, we'll be taking calls. And uh, and and started to you know generate uh, business in that office, and you know we already have people lined up uh, for some of the services that we provide. And again, very convenient, right on Woodward.
1: So again, utilizing those virtual appointments for consults and follow-up visits, it's convenient for your patients, of course, uh, as we well know. And I understand you're reopening the West Bloomfield office.
2: Yeah, you know it's been it's been so difficult getting the the right contractors out there to make that office. Uh, to, to make that office what we needed it to be, uh, but uh, we're we're working on it, and uh, some of these people I we're hoping are going to free up and get some of their labor force back here once uh, you know some of the things change politically and uh, people come back to work more more fully. But you know that could still take some extra time with all the COVID nineteen and the Delta variant, and now the Lambda variant. We don't know how that's going to be, but we're our our goal is to have that opus that office open by the end of the year. Um, we, you know, we had an accelerated timeline on it, but we want to make sure that you know everything is set up for it when we when we do open it, and then we're uh, going to open a new office uh, in the next year in Livonia, right off of two seventy five. There's a new. Uh, uh medical building uh, that's uh, you know house uh, uh the Beaumont uh, some of the Beaumont groups as well as some private practices like ourselves we will be the the sole OBGYN in the Livonia office so look for us to have a grand opening there uh sometime in the in the next year so that's exciting so i think there's just a lot of great things happening at women's excellence both in locations and the addition of enhance and you know the the offshoot of what we talked about last uh, month was endometriosis treatment Center of America. It's just really an exciting, exciting time uh, for for patients to get, you know, more specialized care and then get even better service for the care that they receive at Women's Excellence.
1: And let's make sure we give everyone the website because I know that Jessica always uh, encourages people to make sure that they start with that website to maybe get a feel for what the office is all about and what is available to them.
2: I have to tell you, we're, we're putting out a brand new phone system at Women's Excellence. It's state of the art. It should be implemented in the next month to two months. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to have the ability to do some chat um, with our phones, some texting with our phones, and then also uh, the ability to do even live video stuff with our phones. So, I mean, these are big, big upgrades, which were long needed. We did not realize, you know, when you have this kind of growth, the phone system needs to grow commensurately. We haven't done that um, to our best of our ability. We know that that hasn't been an excellent part of our business model. We've changed that around, and I expect the new software to, to be delivered soon and implemented, like I said, in a couple months. So from from that point forward, you'll be able to get us easily on the phone. Please check us out on our live chat, but first go to our website at www.womensexcellence.com. That's www.womensexcellence.com. And then of course our live chat would be on the lower Right portion of of your of our website, and you can ask a question there, get locations, um, and get a real person if you uh, absolutely need that. Um, Or you can ask us a question, and we can get back to you and uh, and call you and schedule an appointment that way. And you can also, once you're our patient, visit us on our uh, patient portal, and we'll give you the information for that as well.
1: Dr. Zayden, always a pleasure. Thank you so much again for all your great info. And thank you for joining us today on The Healthy Woman Show here on WJR. See you next time.
0: The Healthy Woman Show has been presented by Women's Excellence.